We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks for Sports Illustrated on Fan Nation. We got a huge episode of the pod today. I feel like I'm saying this every time, but man, I am super excited for this episode. Today's guest on the podcast, we got 2022 Oregon linebacker commit Devin the Jet Jackson from Burke High School in Omaha, Nebraska. Devin, how we doing, man? Thanks for being here. I'm doing well. You know, just it's kind of cold. It's starting to get cold here. Um, I think yesterday was like 30-something, so starting to get cold, but I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great, man. We were we were talking earlier. You know, it's uh it's another rainy day here in Eugene, Saturday morning, but it's game day, man. You can't you can't complain on game day. Getting ready for Wazoo later tonight, so I'm I'm super amped to uh you know just be in college football season. It's it's the best season. Um, so yeah, dude. I just kind of wanted to you know help tell a little bit of your story. Obviously, Ducks fans are super excited that that you're committed to Oregon, um, and you're gonna you know you're joining a, a really stacked 2022 class for the Ducks here. So um, kind of just where I wanted to start it off, you know, getting to, to know you a little bit better. Uh, you're at Burke High School in Omaha, Nebraska, but you've had, you know, quite quite the journey to get there. Um, just just tell us a little bit about, you know, where, where you were born and, and what it was kind of like for you growing up. Um, so I was born in Urbana, Illinois. Um, and then I'm, from age two, I moved to Indiana. Um, and then from age two to nine, um, I lived there, and then I moved to Omaha, Nebraska, because um, this is where the majority of my family, this is my, where my mom's side of the family is. Um, so we moved here, and then I've been living here ever since, so I claim Omaha as my hometown. Cool. Well, that yeah, that's, uh, that's got to be kind of a crazy journey, you know, m- moving around like that. But what, what's interesting to me with, with this Oregon class and the way that Mario Cristobal ha- has recruited since he got to Eugene, it's very national, right? You got the Oregon O. Anywhere you go in the country, people are going to recognize that thing. Uh, a lot of people, when they come to Eugene, I think they're kind of taken aback just with, you know, the big time athletics and, you know, the small town feel, right? It's a college town. I personally have never been to Omaha. You were telling me how it's cold. Just what's it What's it like over there? You know, tell us a little bit about the town for, for people who don't know it. I don't lie, it's boring. <laughs> but, I mean, you got – you got football, you got sports, and I mean, it's just, that's really it. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but, you know, Nebraska, they got Nebraska as their football team. There's no professional teams here. Like, that's 
that's really it. And my my dad, um, being before the recruiting process, like he was like, "You're not gonna go to Nebraska. I don't care what happens. I don't. You don't care if you're a five star, four star, three star, no star. You're not going to Nebraska because it's just go see the world." And that's what kind of my parents, both my parents, drilled in me. Like there's more to the world than just your hometown. Like you know, some people want to be the hometown hero. Which is cool, but it's like your college is supposed to be like in the uh, experience, right? You know, so you can't really get that full quote unquote experience of college if I feel like you just stay somewhere that you already know and recognize, you know? So I actually was like, at first I was like, I don't get why y'all doing that, but now like actually being here, now I, I get why. And I honestly never want to go to Nebraska that year, no. But I mean, yeah. So it's just it's just sports, and like I said, that's that's really it for for my hometown. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely get the you know the, the 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 idea of you know pushing your boundaries and then checking out new spots. Uh, I mean, I I was in college not too long ago, and and I had the opportunity to go to school close to home, but took took a leap and and went to Gonzaga. If you can see that flag up there, um, so yeah, I totally feel where you're coming from, man. And now that you're you're at Burke, you know your your senior year. I feel like the the schedules are a little bit different between college, high school, NFL. Uh, are you still playing your senior season, or what? What's is it wrapped up? Unfortunately, it wrapped up uh, last week. Um, so the so the the third round played last night, and um, I do I wasn't in it because I, I unfortunately lost in the second round, but. Um, I personally, honestly, I think I had a, a decent season. Um, there were a lot of games where I felt like oh, I could have done better. But you know, looking back on my film, my dad's like, "You, you did a great job. Like, you, you did, you did some good things." But I don't know. I just feel like I had to, I have to grade myself harder than what other people might grade me because it's like one, I missed last year because of COVID. Uh, my state was on some BS, so. What happened with that? So we're, I'm in OPS, Omaha Public Schools, and that's the biggest football district in the state. There's there are seven teams in it, um, mm -hmm. and everyone else. So like, there's other districts like Millard and Bellevue and all these other districts. They're like, they they wanted to play and they got to play, but OPS canceled our season. And when they thought, and so they thought since we're the biggest district, they're going to cancel like like we did but they didn't and they didn't want to look bad so they just canceled our season so it was like so literally half the state got to play but we didn't which is kind of so and i actually live in an area where one of those schools get to play so i could like literally look outside my house and like see their stadium life and it, uh, it oh man last year sucked it, it, it was horrible but going back to like i said i had to grade myself harder because i, I missed the whole year so I feel like how you know get you know, kick the rust off and you know get my mojo back to who I was. Um, but I mean, all in all, we went eight and three, and um, you know, for someone that missed a year, going eight and three is, is not too bad. Uh, we're also district champ, so you know it it wasn't a bad season. But um, I guess what the mistakes that I made during the season, correct them in the off season, and you know, hopefully when I, when I get to Oregon. Um, just become a better player in general. 
everyone's going to be, you know, their, their own harshest critics. So I don't think you're alone in, in that regard, man, not, not to, uh, you know, harp on, on the, you know, the tough times, but you talk about having your season canceled. I just wanted to stay there for a second during, during the pandemic, just, I feel like that, that challenge that, you know, it wasn't just you, you know, a lot of people across the country, unfortunately had had the same faith. Um, I believe that was a similar situation in Oregon with uh, Keith Brown. If you've met him, you know he's a linebacker mm-hmm. for Oregon. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I met him. Yeah. What the question I have for you, man, is just you know what what was it like for you mentally? You know, going through that progress by that process, and and you know, obviously it was a tough time. But how do you think that you were able to take advantage of that situation and you know grow from it? You know, as a as an individual and, and as an athlete. I think it taught a lot of people. Um, what you really want like some people just play football because they're bored some people do it because they were always good at it so they were just like whatever and some people like really love this game and they trying to go to the top like they trying to eventually get paid for this like really get paid for this um and so i think it separated those type of people um the people that just like i just did this for fun they probably never picked up football ever again and there's some people that just like they were good at it they might have worked out here and there just to stay in shape because they you know they were just used to it and some people like really worked like really worked you know because they didn't want to you know my mindset because i didn't want to be a step behind everybody else in, in the country that got to play so i have to do my best to to try to keep up with it even though we all know it's not going to be the same as playing a regular season and all that, but you just got to do the best you can, what you got. And, um, that's, that's really what I had to do. Like I have, I have a, a weight room in my basement and I pretty much like lived down there, uh, when I was, you know, quarantine and COVID all that. So and I felt like that's, I had to, so I had to do, um, like for me, what I did, I had to like stretch a lot, um, you know, because flexibility is key and, you know, core work because, you know, nothing is you won't your body won't be as strong as it is without, you know, a strong core. So I did stuff like that. But, like, yeah, you had to get over it, you know, and like I said, keep pushing and just, you know, get better at it. I bet it's one of those experiences, you know, it's it's tough in the moment, but, um, you know, I, I'm sure even now, since you were able to play your senior season, that you're able to kind of look back on it and, and say, you know, that was tough, but, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm better for it, the, the way that you handled it. Um, I definitely, you know, I don't completely relate because I'm not a Division One athlete with, you know, major college offers, but, you know, just not being able to go to the gym sometimes for the longest time and then being able to go, like, you just find a lot of uh, a lot of um, kind of peace, you know, just being able to do those little things is kind of what I was feeling like. But um, I think, you know, Devin, we we talked in the intro, you know, your, your nickname is The Jet. And I feel like watching you on film, I definitely get that right. You know, you're always flying around, just screaming down the field on special teams as well. Just kind of wanted to to ask you kind of where that nickname came from, because I, I know that you're also a trap guy and, and that, you know, is pretty big for your versatility. So uh, I want to say my flag football team in Indiana, you know, when I was a little, little kid, I, I feel like it started there. And um. I think the team I played for was like the Jets or something like that. And it just kind of stuck because I was faster than everybody. I've been faster than everybody pretty much my whole life. Um, but it's actually funny because 
I wasn't originally supposed to be a track kid. So when I moved to Omaha, I was a baseball kid. And that's really all I did. So I, I played baseball before I played football and ran track. A lot of people don't know that. So when I moved here, it was over the spring, summertime, close to that area. And my mom missed the baseball cut. And she was like, well, I can't do baseball no more, you know, because I got to wait till next year. And then she put me in track and won every single race, didn't even know what I was doing. Um, and then uh, the Boys and Girls Club is, you know, the little league stuff they have here. They saw me run track. It was like, have you ever played football before? And my mom and dad was like, nah, he hasn't played yet. And that's how I even got started in the football. So really, I've been doing football and track the same amount of years my whole life. So it's actually going to be weird because a lot of people also ask me, are you planning on running track in college? And it's like, I don't know how to answer that because, you know, people run track and play football, but those guys are normally like running backs, receivers, maybe corners. Like, I don't correct me if I'm wrong. I never heard no linebacker running, you know, a hundred times, you know. I haven't either. <laughs> so it's like, you know, they try to put, you know, 10, 15, maybe even 20 pounds of me and then try to run track. I just, I don't know how that's going to work, but, you know, I, I'm just a 17 year old kid who doesn't, you know, specialize in that time of stuff. So I got to tell people, we'll, we'll see what happens in Oregon and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, wow, that's, there's a lot of great stuff to dive into there, man. I mean, you talk about, you know, I, not even really transitioning uh, on your own from baseball to track, but I was going to say those are both spring sports, right? So mm -hmm. I can see why there would be some overlap there, or I guess lack of overlap because you have to choose between one of them. But you bring up a, an interesting point, man. You know, um, your 6'2", 207 range, um, I think a lot of people see that and they kind of think for a second, whoa, that's a linebacker. Like, you know, that's mm -hmm. um, obviously a little bit on the lighter side for the college level. But I'm kind of curious with you, man. You know, obviously speed at a linebacker is so tremendously valuable in today's game. So what, what were your, have your conversations kind of been like with the staff uh, with, with regard to that? Because I feel like it's an interesting balance to manage to obviously – you want to get in the weight room with Coach Feld, you know, add some add some muscle and all that, but they don't want to lose that speed that's made you so special. I mean, I talked to, you know, all the coaches about it. It's not necessarily let's just throw on a bunch of weight just because. I know, but what my because both, both my parents went to college, both my parents went to the University of Illinois, and they told me, like, I think they said something like the first year 15 or something like that. And it's like, mm -hmm. they naturally gained 15 pounds. I don't know what the saying is, but. I guess for the freshman 15, I think. Yeah, what that, that's what it's called. Yeah. And it's like, that may happen to me. But then again, they don't want to force that weight upon me because, I mean, like you said, there's not very many linebackers that run a 10-5-4 in a 100. So I guess it's just natural weight, you know, to see what my body can hold because, Let's just use, for example, there's no need to throw on 230 pounds in my body. It, first off, my body can't handle that. And second of all, why would you throw on 230 pounds? And I end up running like an 11-2 when I'm supposed to run a 10-5 or 10-6. Like, it just – obviously, Oregon, you know, as they specialize in that kind of stuff, guys actually know what they're talking about. But, you know, even from my mindset, that's like that doesn't make any sense. So I think it's just natural weight and just kind of like we'll see what happens, how much how much weight can my body hold to be successful. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll um we'll definitely be be tracking that. I feel like it's it's a uh, like I was saying, you know, an interesting aspect of of kind of the the whole equation, right? And you know, finding the right fit for you 
as far as that goes. Um, so yeah, we, we've talked a little bit about, you know, your, your upbringing, you know, some, some high school stuff, but you know, I say, let's, let's dive into some ducks, right. You know, that's, that's, uh, you know, what, who you're rocking with, you're committed to Oregon. I, I remember the day that you committed actually was when Oregon played Stanford, um, on the road, I believe October 2nd, cause I was, I was at that game with my, with my family cause I'm from the Bay area. So I was hanging out with them a little bit before, but then I was like, Oh, I gotta make sure I'm watching the clock here because Devin's gonna gonna announce his decision um so that's the biggest question man you know what this is my first time talking to you why why was it Oregon why did you feel like uh, that was the place for you um it, it had everything I needed um all the coaches I feel like they they meant what they said uh, especially you know at the very end of recruiting you know the uh the weekend whatever you talked to coach Cristobal in his office and whatnot and it just felt genuine. And both my parents were college athletes. Uh, my dad actually played football at the University of Illinois. He was part of that 2001 or 2002 Big Ten championship season. Um, he was also, he tells me he was the 32nd best player in the country. I still got to look that up to see if he's lying or not. <laughs> in so, college? Uh, coming out of high school. So oh, okay. today, today's world, he would have been a, a five-star athlete. Um, then, both, then my mom asked my So I go to the same high school my mom went to. Um, so she still has a record up for 100, 200, and 4 by one Um, and my dad, so, you know, like the safeties in, you know, the position rooms, um, my dad was a safety, so he's actually on that back wall for the safeties room, which is, which is pretty cool. And uh, my mom, I think, has, like, the top 10 fastest indoor 60 time at the University of Illinois still. So I have an athletic background, which part of the reason why I'm so fast, and, and even coaches ask me where the speed come from. Don't ask them that because you're going to start an argument. But yeah, <laughs> um, and actually, and there's another story. Sorry to you know go off pace, but my dad no, go for it, man. My dad, my dad grew up in Corvallis, Oregon. So okay, <laughs> local funny. ties. Yeah. yeah, so he uh, what's the school? I I, I feel like I say it wrong. Crevescent or uh, Crescent Valley? High, yes, yeah, that that one. My dad went to that one, and um, I just think it's funny. He's like, man, I'm in Eugene. I he swore up and down he was gonna come back to Oregon. You know, and then 20 years later, I choose to go to Oregon. He's like, I just think that's funny how, you know, it's a whole circle. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, go back to what you said. I mean, I like I like everything that they have for me. Um, it gives me an opportunity just, you know, to play and to grow as a player and put me in a position to go on to the next level um, education-wise. And they're, they're off the charts and, you know, they make sure they're on it. and um, like I said, it just really had everything for me. And um, like, per like Avante Dickerson is someone who I kind of talked to. You know, he another Omaha up, guy. Uh, he, you know, he went to he went to West Side, and actually we played West Side. Um, and unfortunately, they ended my season, so it was like he, he oh, went to man. a pretty good he he went to a pretty good school. So I I'll give him that. Um, but yeah, just talking to him, like, okay, you're you're an Omaha guy. How did you adjust? You know, coming to Oregon, way out here, and like. And he told me some good stuff that, you know, I felt like he, he really meant what he said. And, and all in all, why, if, if Oregon checks up off your boxes, then why go see anywhere else? Like, I know other guys be like, oh, I like this place, but I'm just going go somewhere else just because, like, nah, I'm, just, I'm not going to do that. Oregon, I feel like it's home. Uh, I love the people here. Uh, they are there, I should say. They, they, they were, you know, super nice. Um, you know, just come on, Devin, come to Oregon, just, you know, just – they were just nice people and like i said i just like the environment um 
and then that's, that's really why I chose Oregon. Awesome. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I hear that from a lot of recruits, you know, when I ask them that question, you know, it checks all the boxes. It's got the, the, you know, the facilities, the, the coaching staff, uh, you know, the development, uh, academic support, you know, kind of whatever, whatever it is that you need. So um, definitely happy for you that you found a fit there. I got to ask about the staff. I mean, Ken, Ken Wilson, he, he's just recruited this position at such a high level. You talk about guys like, like Noah Sewell, who's just on a tear every game. It feels like Justin Flo looked really good at the beginning of the season and unfortunately went down with an injury. Um, but I feel like, you know, seeing him play along guy alongside guys like, like Mace Funa, you see a lot of, uh, you know, potential and a lot of, you know, high level play at that position. Just tell me a little bit about your relationships with the coaching staff, you know, specifically Ken Wilson and, and Mario Cristobal. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Coach Wilson is my guy. I talk to him pretty much every week. Um, you know, I just, I personally can't wait to, you know, just, you know, recruit, let's be on the recruiting process. They show like, like one side of you, like, let's be on, they're not going to show you the true, true coaching side during the recruiting process. Like that's just, that's just how it is. So I can't wait to see like, what's it like just on a day-to-day basis, you know, practice film and just that grind of becoming a better player with the coach that I, I feel like I really messed with. Um, and and I, I I really like him. And like I said, Coach Crystal Ball, um, my dad really likes him. Like, my you know, my dad's been around football for 
quite some time so he can like sniff out who who's who's faking who's who's really real and he was like you i'm not gonna tell you where you want to you know where you should go but he he he's real so i was like okay then i'm, I'm coming to oregon so yeah you got to have those those good connections i know so such a big part of the recruiting process is about building those relationships you know uh, seeing yourself with with the coaching staff that you you feel comfortable with for the, for the next couple of years, um, I mean I, I hate to interrupt it real quick, but I know I said fifteen to twenty minutes when we first started, but we're just getting so much awesome stuff. Do, do you have to be okay. anywhere? Are you okay? Have we got a little more time? Yeah, we got. Awesome, I appreciate that, man. Um, so yeah, just just jumping back into it, um, you know the the recruiting process is obviously, I mean I feel like it can be kind of overwhelming. I've never been recruited, like I was kind of saying earlier, but just just for you, Devin, you know, growing up in Omaha, obviously, um, you know, Nebraska, the uh, Nebraska Lincoln's not too far away. Just what was it like for you managing the recruiting process? Because you got coaches blowing up your phone all the time. They're asking you to fly across the country to take these visits. And there's just so much that's asked of you. And like you said, you know, you're a 17 year old kid and you're you're faced with this major decision. Well, for me, um, my dad went through it before. I mean, he did everything that I'm going through before me. So he already had an idea. Obviously, you know, 20 years, it does just different. Like, you know, technology is, you know, super different nowadays. But, like, the main, like, theme and scheme of things, like, he already knew what was going to happen. They're going to call you a bunch. They're going to text you a bunch. They're going to do this, do that. Uh, then you got to do your own personal research to see if, like, if that school fits for you. And another reason why I like Oregon, so like football will take care of itself, but uh, I'm going to sports business and the connections that they were just telling me that Oregon has. I mean, you already know because people are like, oh, it's Oregon, you got Nike, but it's way bigger and deeper than that, um, which is, I think is pretty cool and, you know, helped me with my career wise because football would take care of itself. But I mean, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's gotta it's gotta help having you know, like you said, having your dad go through that, and, and he's able to to you know give you some lessons and share some advice there. But you know, like we were talking about earlier, you know, with with all the technology advancements that we've kind of seen, it's it probably looks a lot different than when when he was getting recruited. You know, you got edits, flashy edits that are being sent your way all the time. Um, I know this is in Oregon, but one like visit. Uh, kind of setup I always really liked was was Bama was like that 360 cam video mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you've seen that but those are really cool yeah, I'd love to see Oregon do something like that um, but kind of just one more question about you know just kind of the recruiting process um, and just you know what it was like here in Eugene what was it like for you when you when you stepped into the facilities for the first time I know a lot of guys tell me they get greeted by you know the the screams of the staff particularly Aaron Feld with the mustache. He was always, mm-hmm. you know, just a, a ball of energy. What, what was that like for you, you know, that moment when you, you know, you you talk over the with the phone, on the phone with the coaches, but that, that was really, I feel like, when you really get to, to meet them and, and see what it's really like. Um, like I said, I loved all of it. That's why I'm, you know, committed to Oregon. Um, like, I mean, just meeting all the coaches. So, so when I came, so we won the elevator. And we came down, and like all the coaches were there greeting us, like just saying welcome. And there's it was all the coaches, and I feel like at that moment I knew this was the spot for me. Like it's not just 
like there were some schools I would talk to, but it'd be just strictly one coach. Now nah, that's just knowing okay, they recruit you, but it, like you wouldn't know the other coaches. Like you, the often, you know, the receivers coach will say what's up to me, you know, at Oregon or like other school, they wouldn't do that. Like you play deep, you play linebacker, you stick with the linebackers, linebackers coach, the assistant linebackers coach or whatever, and you stick to the, the DC. Like that's all you, that's all you're around. And it's like, okay, what if a boy gets fired or whatever, and I want to feel comfortable here and I don't know none of the other coaches, I'm a transfer. That, but this case wasn't with Oregon. So I just, I, it felt like home being all this, all the coaches. And uh, like you said, the strength coach, you know, you see him on TV. And even when I was at the game, just, that dude's always full of energy. And, uh, you know, just that's, that's also what you need because I can, I can also see that he also has full of energy, but he, all those coaches are just, are going to push you to be the best you that you can possibly be. Um, and that's, you know, that's tough love too at the end of the day. And I, knowing myself, that's, that's what I'm going to need. And honestly, I feel like that's what every athlete is going to need. Like you have the coaches that you feel comfortable with and you go to, but you also have those coaches that show you tough love and, and you either, you're going to, you know, you're going to rise to that or you're going, you're going to break and fold. So like I said, all in all, I really love all the coaches there. Sounds like it was a, another, you know, total team effort by by the Ducks with with recruiting, um, with your recruitment, I should say, you know, being able to to give you the the whole picture and and you know, just put all that effort and show you all that love. I know that's been big for a lot of recruits. And then Devin, now I kind of want to do something a little bit different that I don't t- t- typically do with my my interviews. You know, wanted to shift away from you know just exactly you know a, a firm focus on football. You know, you're you're coming to a school like Oregon, one of the premier brands in college football. You know, everybody knows about it, and kind of with that, you you develop a platform, right? You know, you get all the the social media followers. People know who you are. You know, you go to the games as a recruit, and I'm sure people are you know saying hi and they recognize you. I, I kind of just wanted to give you an opportunity, Devin. You know, you've been playing football your whole life, and you know, doing track and just putting all this time into sports. What, what I kind of just wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of maybe just speak about any issues that are important to you as an athlete um, that maybe we don't hear about very much, you know, that the media doesn't talk about too much and, uh, you know, the day to day. I mean, for me, I don't really get a, like a lot of like issues. Uh, I'm not the, the biggest brand athlete yet, I should say, um, mm-hmm. like, I'll use uh, my boy Kevin Coleman, for example, who's actually in Oregon this, you know, this weekend. Like, mm-hmm. for him, like- his his brand is way bigger than mine. I'm just be honest. Like, sure. for him, maybe he has more problems with that. But for me, like, even with the recruiting process, like, there was only a handful of coaches that called me at a time. Like, for example, when my recruiting process started, it started with Nebraska, like, Iowa, Iowa State, K-State, and – uh, like somebody else and then it'll be like a different set and it'll be like Michigan, Michigan State um, and then like some of those Midwest schools and then towards the end it was like Arizona State you know the my final thing Arizona State, Miami, um, Oregon then even Oklahoma was some like it was only a handful of coaches at a time that was calling me so like for me like not yet. I didn't have like, oh my god, I'm just mentally drained and all that. Like, no, nah, I just like like I said, since it was only a handful calling me, like I just had 
big time management for everything. Like, okay, go to school, go to practice, all right, do homework. And after homework, you go and talk to these coaches and then that's your day. Like, But for me, at the same time, though, I would say that, like I said before, football will take care of itself no matter where I went. Like, that's just, it's, it's football, something I've done my whole life. Everybody preaches just work hard and, you know, he got first and, is, you know, stuff's going to happen, but not every school provides after football, you know what I'm saying? And, like, not every school is going to have a sports business program like Oregon, which I thought it was important to me. Um, so, because football is going to end one day, you know, you always got to keep that in mind. A lot of people, like, even myself, I lose track of that sometimes, but football is going to end one day, and you don't know when that clock is up. Like, you can be playing – I could play my first college game and mess up something, tear something, and I can never play football again. And I have to have an idea or – like I said, at least an idea of something what I want to do career-wise. Like, I'm not going to be one of those guys that's like, oh, I play football and then I just don't know what to do with my life for the next three to five years. And I'm just – now I'm trying to find something. Like, no, 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 no. And, and, and honestly, Oregon doesn't allow you to do that. Like, okay, if football don't work out, we have somebody that what you went into that we can call on speed dial and get you a job opportunity here, here, here. And it, it just like that. So that's why I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, may, maybe I shouldn't have phrased it as an issue, I guess, just more like a topic or an area that, yeah. that maybe doesn't get a lot of attention, but I feel like, you know, that life after football is, is huge, right? Let's stay there for a yeah. second. You know, I, I think, so many times people see on social media, you know, they'll see somebody transfer or they'll stop playing. And it's like, they're just so quick to attack them. They're like, Oh, you owe it to us to, to give up, you know, give us your everything. You know, you committed here, you have a scholarship opportunity. So, you know, you're just like bound to it all. Right. But it's like, mm -hmm. we're not the ones that are getting up at 5.00 AM going to these workouts, putting their bodies on the line every day. Mm -hmm. um, and just going through all the, the stresses of being a college athlete. So that I know it's it's definitely a, a good topic to to bring up. I mean, for you, obviously, you have aspirations of being, you know, a professional athlete. I'm just kind of curious how how do you how do you manage that you know aspect of life after football? You know, how does that kind of factor in um, with regard to maybe what would be interesting for for a career for you? You know, do you have any kind of early interests there? You know, it's not kind of what uh what sound anything that sounds cool there outside of football. Um, like I've been saying. I think sports business is the degree that I the, the area I want to go into. Mm -hmm. um, but you never know. Like, like I hear stories all the time. People change their majors two, three, four times. So it's a good, I think it's good for me to go on with an idea, but you just never know where your path leads you to. Um, but like I said before, football will take care of itself no matter where I go. So like I, I wasn't, like when I even went on some of these visits, like I wasn't really looking for that because I can go anywhere. I can go to Nebraska and be good at football. Like that didn't that didn't bother me. But like I said, just focus on what you want to do life after football because let's say I stopped playing football at age thirty. Is your life gonna end at age thirty, thirty-five? Hopefully not. So you still got a whole chapter and then some of your life that you still have to do and well for you to do that you gotta know what you want to do after football like what you're interested outside of football outside of sports and 
for me, for these recent years, it's kind of been a struggle, like thinking about that kind of stuff, because you're just focused on football, especially these, you know, past two, two years, three years or whatever. The recruiting process kind of took a lot of your time, but now since it's over with and um, I'm almost done with high school, like I have five weeks of high school left and I'm almost done. And then I'm being rolling early ish because I'm, I'm not so I'll enroll in like March 28th, that second quarter, which is weird, but that's what I'm doing. So I still have a few, you know, I still got rest of December after school, January, February, and really be whole beginning of March to think about what I want to do in my life outside of football. And uh, I think it would be good for me, like for those few months, because it's like, well, I can't go to the school and because I'm done with football, like they won't allow you to do that. And while well, I'm stuck in Omaha, so I'm not at Oregon. So now it's like, okay, I'm, you know, studying the playbook and, you know, going to workouts and, you know, gyms and stuff. But now I really would take that time to, or even really now since football is over, to really think about what do I want to do with my life outside of football. So. Yeah. And I, mean, I didn't, I, I hope I didn't like, you know, put, put any pressure on you by asking that no, question. I'm just kind of, trying to push myself a little bit in these interviews and, and yeah. kind of, you know, dive into some, some different areas. Um, okay. And then, yeah, cause the, the timeline is definitely an interesting part of, you know, athletics today. I feel like it's totally sped up compared to what we saw maybe even five years ago. Right. You know, so many people are, are going to, to college early and they're graduating early and you kind of miss out on some of that high school experience. So I'm, I'm, how did you kind of manage that decision when, when it came time, you know, okay, I'm going to Oregon, but here's this opportunity to get there early versus, you know, getting to, to live out, you know, the, the rest of my high school experience. It didn't bother me not one bit, if I'm being honest, like for me, I'm a keep myself type person. So there's only like a handful of people that I like really, really talk to. So mm -hmm. like people know me as like, I was in my nickname, the Jets, so they go, oh, the Jet plays. He's a good football player. He's really good at track. But, like, there's only a handful of people that I feel like that really know me, uh, which is okay, which I'm cool with. So it's, like, those people that I feel like they really know me, they know that me going to Oregon is the best for me, and they just want me to be successful, you know. So it, it doesn't want to be a problem for me. The only – I guess the only thing I was like, dang, I wish I would – if I would have stayed, I was break the – 100 and 200 state record. I run a 10.54 at state, and the state record's a 10.41. So it's right there. Um, so last year, even when I didn't get the record, I still got, you know, all-class gold, but it was just like, dang. Ah, I just, dang it, I, I should have I should have had that. So actually, I even knew I was leaving early then. Like, I knew I did not want to stay my second semester, like, for a while. Like, I just there was no point to why would I stay a whole five months of high school to break some records that even though I'm I'm a football kid first, you know, pushing to college. So it's like all grand scheme of things, I really don't care about, you know, these track times. And you might as well just get that head start on football because that's what you really, that's what you really want to do. Like you don't, I don't really necessarily want to go to the Olympics. I want to go to the NFL. So that's why I'm going to invest my time in extra, you know, what I got to do into. So I had no, you know, other than the breaking records, I really had no second thoughts of staying my second semester. Cool to, to get that kind of insight into what the thought process is like for you. I know in high school, you know, a lot of times you, I mean, I, 
I I played football for for a couple of years and then you know realized I wasn't really cut out for it like you know the the varsity guys. But um, a lot of the times in high school you have to specialize in one sport. But you know fortunately for you you were able to to do football and track at a high level, um, which is um, you know I'm sure you had a blast doing that. As we kind of wind down here, Devin. Uh, so it sounds like you're enrolling or sorry signing early and then enrolling early, but at a little bit later date um, in that, that yeah, March yeah. Uh, time frame. Um, yeah. ju- just kind of wanted to ask you, you know, since you are a dual sport guy and you've been playing sports for so long, what do you like about competing or just, just being a competitor? What, what's your kind of, you know, mindset like when, when it comes to that? If it, if you don't win, it wasn't good enough, but that's just me. Like, if you almost win, that's not good enough. If even second place, like that's not good enough for me. Like even from that's not necessarily football. You know that's a game where it's more you win or you lose. Is is what it is. Like with track, you got first, second, third, and whatnot. And you know even the lower levels, they try to give you ribbons and stuff like that for fifth and sixth. And I, I just, I just think that's like pathetic. But that's just me. But I, I tried to get gold every race. Like. My junior year of track, I think I got second one time out of every meet. I think I got second one time um, because I just I never wanted to lose. Like even in my house is competitive. Like I told you, my mom was is a track, you know, she was ran track. My dad played football, so like we we'll even do like me and my dad was younger. Um, we would do like stupid stuff. Like I'll race you to see who put our seatbelt on first. Or, I'll race you to the car to see who put seatbelt on first. Like we'll just do stuff like that to, to we just compete because we're just a competitive family. So like that's just compet competing and being competitive was just like I feel like it's just in me. Like that's just something I grew up with and something that I will hold to me until you know my athletic career is done. That's an awesome, uh, awesome backstory there, you know, especially given your, your family's athletic background, how there's more competing yeah. even just outside of that. But uh, yeah, Devin, I, I think that's all I have for you on this one. Um, I, before we get out of here, just wanted to give you a chance. Uh, we talked about it earlier, you know, with, with brands and stuff. Where can people find more of you? You know, wanted to give you a chance to, to plug any social media where, where people can find you at. Well, my Instagram is D1 underscore Jet. You know, that's my nickname. Um, my Twitter is Devin the Jet 402. 402 is my area code and Devin the Jet. And even my Snapchat is, I think, is uh, Devo underscore the Jet because I couldn't think of nothing else. But those are my social media platforms, I guess. You can find me and follow me at. All right. There you go. That's where, uh, you know, Duck fans there, you can you can give Devin a follow on uh, those social media platforms. If you want to find more of me, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Sports. This episode of the Ducks Dish podcast will be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. So you can get that multi-platform excellence. Uh, usually is up on the podcasting apps first because it's a big file and it takes forever to get on YouTube. But uh, I digress. Um, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Oregon Football Max Taurus. And head over to DucksDigest.com to find all your Oregon Ducks football, basketball, recruiting content. We got all of it for you there. A big thank you to Devin for for coming on the the episode today, joining me on the podcast. It was great getting to know him and uh, get an insight into his life and, you know, as a football player and, and getting recruited by the Ducks. Thank you so much for watching and we'll see you in the next one.